Welcome to Podcasting for the Right Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we are bringing you some brand new analysis from the island. Hey, guys, I'm Armadia. And my name is Brennan. Welcome back. I am. I would like to personally apologize for last week. I was having medical issues, and I was not able to record. And by recording, I mean I was not able to sit for more than Man. five or ten minutes at a time to record this, and I didn't really want to do it laying down. Which would have been the only like way I for said, me to do it. I knew something was wrong when you canceled the first day, but then I also just didn't hear from you for days. And I was like, mm, let me check in and see if he's alive. <laughs> I was alive, but barely. Yeah. I was so I was, I was back from the almost dead. I was saw the light at the end of the tunnel and I could not walk towards it. So that's <laughs> <laughs> what it came down to. I just I would have gone through the light of the tunnel if I could have reached it. <laughs> <laughs> But You're so, just like, I'll camp out here. <laughs> if it comes to me, that's fine. But if it doesn't, I'm just we're just going to stay here. Just lay here in the almost light, the dim light. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's talk briefly about the finale. We'll skip the boring intro packages, and then we'll jump into the actual entrances of Paradise. How's that sound? Let's do it, man. Let's right. do it. A lot of things happen. The finale. Uh, A lot of things happen last week. Um, I'm very interested to hear your take since we haven't talked. Your take on your your former girl. I am going back and forth on her. Like I want, I was. It was very evident that I when I was talking to you last Tuesday during the finale mm-hmm. that I wanted her to like be who I thought she was, and I mm-hmm. just don't know, and I feel like she is. But the show is the wrong place for her to be because you could see how she was. Did you see any of the stuff, any of like the things she was a part of post finale? You know, I kind of gave up on her after that. She I did didn't a, really need to see her. She did a lot of stuff with Michelle mm-hmm. after it, like she was at a, a music festival and she did like fun stuff and she went out with people afterwards. And that Rachel looked like pre fantasy suite Clayton Rachel where it was just more lively more emotion more comfortable mm-hmm. smiling genuinely I just don't know because I like I told you I had some problems trusting her after what she did with Zach I had some problems trusting that the Rachel that we were getting Towards the end of the season, I think, in my opinion, it's very likely uh, who she is. And I think seeing the way that she handled the Tina situation, uh, spoiler alert, if y'all haven't watched it now, you've had seven days. Um, she picked Tino and they lived in quotations happily ever after, a.k.a. they did not. He made out with a girl a few weeks later. Obviously, she didn't want to wear a ring. There was a ton of miscommunication or whatever was happening. Also, there was something that happened between them that neither one of them wanted to address on camera but kept hinting about. And then Rachel also threatened to throw that out there if he wanted to go there. So I don't know what that was. And him talking a lot about her therapy and how after her therapy, she was doing so much better. I don't understand was the girl stressed? Maybe. 
what was the therapy needed for? I think like, the was like legit. I think the therapy was needed for being the lead. Like it was because... insane. Whatever was going on, and I don't want to say the word insane and therapy in the same sentence. So I scratched that, strike that from the record. But it was still the weirdest, most roundabout conversation I think I've ever watched. And at some point, then Tino goes outside and he unbuttons his shirt and then he's like, what? Like, I don't know what, like, what are you doing out here, Tino? Like, then Tino is like crying and telling her like, I, here's, here's where I was. Here's why I made out with this girl. But then here's where I, like, I still wanted things to work. Then Rachel keeps asking him questions, but every time he gives her an answer, she's refusing to listen. She was literally probably the most confusing lead I think I've ever seen crash and burn in my time in watching. I think think she went in there with the exact opposite of what Claire Mm -hmm. went in there for. Claire went in there to do whatever she wanted to do, and the season Mm -hmm. was going to go the way that she wanted it to. I think Rachel so desperately wanted to be the perfect bachelorette. Yeah. And I think that's what ended up breaking her. And I think that's why we both saw very different Rachels from Clayton's season to her season. Mm-hmm. And wh- mm-hmm. that's why I think Clayton's season Rachel is more likely to be the real Rachel mm-hmm. than Rachel's season Rachel. So that's why know. that's why I have hope that she's going to be okay. Because I don't think what we've seen for the past few months is Rachel. Listen, this like I said in our outtake, this bagel that I'm currently enjoying better than Rachel being on the Bachelorette. Better than Rachel being the Bachelorette. I mean, and maybe she just maybe she just thought. She could be something that she couldn't. Maybe she thought she could be the Bachelorette and she didn't need... Maybe, I think she would have done a lot better in Paradise than she was going to do in, as a Bachelorette. I think anyone was, who gets the opportunity should go to Paradise. They should. People should be turning down the lead and mm-hmm. saying, I don't want to be your lead, but I'll go to Paradise. I mean, look at this, the relationship success rate. Exactly. It's so much better than being the because lead. Because besides Becca, Becca's the only person... To have gone on to be the lead and then ever be invited to Paradise. Mm, ben Higgins was there. After he was the lead? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it clearly it didn't work after. out. Clearly it didn't work out for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he was also on the, I think, the Bachelor Winter Games, I feel like. Ben, yeah. ben Higgins is, is nothing but a company man. So that's the least surprising thing that he was on both of those shows. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he was on. All Mike Fleiss has to do is text Ben and he'll he'll be there. Listen, but now he's married. Now he's married. He'll still find a way to be there. I don't know how, but he will. To All right. somebody and then outside of the franchise. So Gabby and there. Eric, uh, they addressed the they addressed the text messages. I think he sounds perfectly reasonable. He's like, look, like I was a douche. I didn't really care about her all that much. And I was just done. This was my way out. I'm like, look, I think you're not the best person, but I guess I get it. I don't feel like either one of the end guys were the best person. 
No, but I think. Also, Eric- oh, wait, 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 wait. We need to address the Aven in the room. With the end of our storybook romance and taking back her power, Rachel sitting on the couch with Tino. Then Tino obviously is not giving her the answers that she wants. Tino's flustered, whatever. I mean, I think, do I think Tino was a douche? Yes. Do I think that Tino um, deserved what happened? No, I don't. I was absolutely shocked is the fact that then Avon comes out from the stage wings, ask Rachel if she'd like to go out. And she's like, I would like nothing more. Okay, first of all, Avon, don't you think that you deserve better than a girl who's demanding a ring from you in a timeline that's ridiculous? Also, Tino had to sit there as Jesse acts like he's completely surprised that Avon is there and is like, I don't know what's going on, man, but wow, wow, look at this only on The Bachelor. Like, shut up, you guys. Don't act like, don't act like you didn't know. And Avon's like, I was just in the neighborhood. Kill me now. Kill me now. I I thought it was sweet in the moment, but, like, nothing's really come out since. So, like, I just didn't really care. There was nothing sweet about that. I thought it was borderline bullying, to be honest. I did. I really freaking did. <laughs> that was terrible. Like, honestly, Tino, yes. Does his dad suck? For show. Sure. <laughs> Does he suck? Also for show. Does sure. he suck? Absolutely. But seriously, like, don't, like, now you're just going to, like, parade this and leave him awkwardly on stage and be like, well, as people in the audience are like, you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, them, that's whatever. Gabby and Eric, we'll see what ends up happening with that. I give it, like, I give it at least max six months. And I mean, that would that would be a fairly like in terms of unfortunately the timeline recently that would be fairly successful. Mm-hmm. But I, I think. What do you give it? Do you give it over or under six months? Over, but because they're busy. Mm. Once it's going to be like what happened with Susie and Clayton, where things slow down and they actually have time to actually be together. Hmm. They're like, oh, okay, like we like each other, but not like like each other. And I think that's going to be the difference. We like each other, but we don't love each other the way that we told the entire nation that we actually loved each other. And I think that this is, I mean, this is a conversation we can have that's not for such a packed episode. Maybe we can have it with a guest or something as a mm-hmm. as a discussion topic. But I think that we need to start changing how we see success stories. Mm-hmm. Because success story, like a relationship that lasts a year is still a successful relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Becca and Garrett. Obviously, they're not together anymore. Mm-hmm. But for a couple to have met and been together for as long as they were. Yeah. That was a couple of years, wasn't it? That's a successful relationship. Yeah. Not every six, Not every successful relationship ends in marriage. And a successful relationship isn't become doesn't become successful because they break up or get a divorce. I would one hundred percent agree with you there, and I think that that is that is the way that the Bachelor franchise has to evolve 
Mm-hmm. It just has to. Relationships look different. Perspective, that perspective, I think, is a solid perspective on what expectations should be out of reality TV romance. Yeah. So I think that Not we need to start. Not everybody's going to be Trista and be married to the same right. firefighter for 20 years. Right. I think that we need to, at one point, I want to have a big discussion. And maybe this is like an off season. We can get like a some people together that we know that are fans and we can just kind of reevaluate some questions and be like, how, at what point do mm-hmm. we consider a relationship to be successful? Mm-hmm. Is it six months, nine months, a year? Like if for any couple, if you make it a year, I think that would be a considerable successful relationship. But I think that's what we need to yeah. start considering. Maybe if they beat the average, mm-hmm. I think the average right now, according to bachelor data is around a year. Yeah. So I think if they beat a year, I think we should start considering that a successful bachelor relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely think that they need to, and we've talked about this before too, but reevaluate the antiquated assumption that you need a ring on your finger at the end of this. I don't know how easily that's going to go away, but I think it's going to. I think it needs to. I I think so too. But, uh, and then now for probably the most disappointing part of last week's episode <laughs> which, honestly which is hard because there was a lot of disappointment freaking Zach is the bachelor it was the most that's the most I think I've let, been let down by a lead announcement in a long time I mean like I said I, I when I told you the night that it was announced the night that it was going on I still do continue to hold out a ridiculous sliver of hope that it will be Peter Cross from Rachel Lindsay's season. <laughs> I still do. And the fact that I feel like they teased me, I feel like they wrote me in because he was doing an interview with, um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on her name? Why know. am I blanking on her name? I don't know. No, the girl that they always make fun of, the, <laughs> the host. Caitlin, my God. Oh. <laughs> if you guys could have seen my hand motions, like I literally was like trying to half vogue. Um, but Caitlin, he did an interview with her um, on her podcast and it was off the vine. And she asked him some serious, hard hitting questions about his time on The Bachelorette and how he was almost up to the lead up going to be announced as The Bachelor in the wings of the freaking after the final rose of, of uh, I think, Paradise. And then they were like, hold on, we're going to wait and we're going to announce you different. And then like a week later, they picked Ari Lewandyke. Like, he was there. He was ready. He was the bachelor. And then they pivoted. So I don't know, but I still continue. Even though people are still asking for this man to be the bachelor. Mind you. Well, I know who they weren't asking to be the bachelor. Oh, yeah. Who the heck wanted Zach? Like, I mean, who I've, did this? Who did this to us? I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a group, a, such a large and non homogenous group of people hate something so much. Because obviously, like, there are people who normally, when someone's polarizing in Bachelor Nation, there are some people who defend them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is no one who wanted this. 
I literally, I think I only saw like two comments that night that were like, oh, I, I like Zach. This will be fun. Everyone else was like, boring. This is the worst. I wish his uncle was the bachelor over him. I wish that, <laughs> like, what is happening? Who asked for this? Like, every time they should, they would do well to ask the audience or listen to what the people want. It's literally, though, it's the same thing. Everybody asked for Peter to be the bachelor. And what did they give us? They gave us Colton. Yeah. And it was the same thing. Nobody asked for Colton to be the bachelor. But there he was, hopping fences. And we were like, well, this is what we get. <laughs> I mean, I just, what do you think? What did you think of Zach's, uh, his start? What did you think of his, his bachelor journey beginning right before our eyes that night? It was, it would have been just as successful as if you brought someone on who had never heard of the show. It was, that was Rocky upon Rocky. Because the most difficult part was he, at least if he had given that, if he had guessed a name that had been a name before. Yeah. Balin is not a name. Right. No one has I was been. Like, what the heck is that? No one is named Balin. And honestly, if I was him, if I just panicked, I would have just given a classic white girl name because there was four uh-huh. of them up there. Brittany. <laughs> but like, he I didn't mean... even he didn't even name a name that was a name. Nope. No one is. Like, no one has ever in the history of life been named Balin. You could hear the. You could hear like the, the way the audience was like holding their breath, like you have to say a name, right? And the length of time that it took him to finally say, to finally utter something so unbelievably incorrect, it was <laughs> insane. <laughs> and then the girl who is named Bailey, which rhymes with daily, which was used she's in the kind rhyme, kind of like, oh, I gave this guy a freaking rhyme, <laughs> and he couldn't remember that. Like, it's like he remembered it, but then he took a hard left when the GPS is like, right, 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 no, okay, he's gone. I think if this season goes the way I think it's going to go and people to continue to watch it, mm-hmm. I think we have to just start discussing is The Bachelor just too big to fail? Because this may actually kill the franchise. How would you feel if you were the bachelor that like broke the franchise? That like, you're the bachelor that everybody literally was like, let's go home. <laughs> After 20 some years, let's go home. Like this is it. Let's call it in. I would I would change my name. I would move to Europe. He just he I mean like, the way that his relationship ended with Rachel, I didn't agree with. But then I was like, was this trying to us trying, was this them trying to to rope us into a storyline with Zach? Was that why it was so different and abrupt that she was, like, suddenly, like, are you too young? You're too young. You're like, you don't want to be here. Yada, yada, yada. Like, was that real? Was anything real? Or was that... Was that something that they saw to take advantage of? What do you think? Were we duped? No. I think I think what we've seen here is that they wanted someone to be the bachelor 
and there was just too much baggage on that individual person, so they just picked the most bland person. They're 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 oh, tired. Or not Eric, um, Nate. They yeah they are they were tired of like having everything being having the curtain pulled over their eyes and have terrible people be involved with the franchise with like bad pasts and whatnot. And they're just like, okay, mm-hmm. well, this person is just a literal piece of white toast, not even buttered, not even toasted, just white bread. This just the bread right out of the bag, still floppy. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't, even, hasn't even been cut. It's just a loaf of bread, just a, an uncut loaf of bread, and we're just gonna hope. We're just gonna assume, based on everything about him, that this man has never done anything in his life, good or bad, just done nothing. Yeah. Has just yeah. existed for twenty five years, and ended up on our show somehow. And they're just, just a and he's just like loaf of bread, just like hey, try that. That'd be good. And right? he's just like they're like, have you had a scandal, Zach? I'm just like, he's like. Uh, for me to have had a scandal, I would have had to like had friends or people around me or involved in things and whatnot, and then it's just here I am. Can you do that every week, every every week of his season when we're covering it? Please do that impression. Sure, I don't say why not. It's just you know, it's just my Zach voice now. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I cannot get over how how unexpected that was. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I wish they had sent him to the island. I really do. I wish they should have just sent him to I wish they'd just sent Zach somewhere far, far away from wherever I am so that I never have to see him again. I mean, like, here's the deal. I was rooting for him when he got broken up with Ray, Ray Rachel. I, had moved I didn't on. agree with the fact that he had to didn't apologize. Care. But I was like, man, she did you dirty. You know, go find love in real life. I may, I don't need to think about you ever again. Okay, you yeah. Know? I, I don't want him to be unhappy. I just don't feel the need to be a part of it. Yeah, I did not need to be a part of an extended journey <laughs> with, with this man. With that. Y'all have forced me into, I feel like, a station wagon now. <laughs> like, it's a dri- I feel like I'm driving, like, 18 hours to, like, freaking Philadelphia or something in a station wagon with this man with a tape recorder. Like I or a, a cassette, a cassette. Like I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be the, the most boring thing ever, and I think those girls are gonna eat them alive. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's how that that's how that all went down. It was and Nick, uh, your friend again, Nick Vile, he tweeted something that week. Uh, I think it was initially, I think it was about Tino and what happened with him, but um, I shared it on our Instagram or Instagram stories. And I was like, this is the exact representation of how I feel about everything. He had said, um, oh, what was it? It was something like, whatever that was, I hated it. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, that sums up. Um, Yeah, that's that's exactly what it was. Whatever that was, dot, 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 I hated it. Nick Vile. Yeah, it was, it was just a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even need to see Gabby and Rachel again. I really feel like they, I really feel like they, they were so much to deal with that I'm like, yeah, cool. We don't have to do a bachelorette for a while. That's fine. Absolutely fine. 
I don't need to watch two women find love. But we'll see, because now that leads us into a whole nother journey of love on an island with uh, our new host, well, Jesse Palmer. Because Jesse Palmer reminded us, it's his first time on the beach. He's never been there. And I feel like since we had two back-to-back seasons with Jesse, I'm like, oh, I feel like you've just been here. You're not doing anything. You convinced me that you're doing something, but you're not really doing anything. And it's going to be just like that on the island. They're going to pay that man out the wazoo to do absolutely nothing. I mean, yeah, because, like, we never really... There was never, like... Even Chris was not super paradise heavy. Like, it was... There's enough going on that they don't really need to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right and i think that um yeah i think that i just keep thinking i know i brought this up several times y'all must think this is a love is blind podcast now but i just keep thinking about love is blind because nick lachey and vanessa lachey they're not in it like a whole lot but when they are in it they're actually like offering something yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And with the Bachelor hosts, and we saw it with Caitlin and Tasha, they I feel like there was a missed opportunity to not use them in a sort of way to use offer counsel. Um, they were just giggly and then showed up and said, uh, this is the final rose. Uh, and then they did something dumb and then we just called it a season. Like, the host needs to offer something. The host needs to offer some counsel. Jesse, have we seen him in that? And he's got some little blips on the radar to, like, shine? Yeah. But when they need counsel, he doesn't really give anything. He just asks some questions, and he's like, well, good luck. That's that's because the show doesn't want to help. That's so sad to me. I don't, I think that's, but I think that's unfortunately where we're at, where, like, it's pretty clear that, he doesn't that they don't want to help mm-hmm. that they want the producers to provide to help that they want to help they want to provide but the hosts mm-hmm. they want to provide nothing so that the producers can steer them in a the direction that they want to steer them and the hosts are yeah. there to just like help get feelings out mm-hmm. they facilitate it a little bit but they're like okay yeah all right are you ready for paradise Let's do okay. it. Like, Am I like we ever? said, like we said at the beginning, uh, because we used it at that time to discuss uh, last week's finale. Due to circumstances, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about the intro packages. Don't care. We're we start, don't need to. We're gonna, we we're, don't we, need we, to. We know if you watch the show, you know who these people are, and if you don't watch the show, Paradise is actually fun. Uh, our first person on the beach is Serene. And as Jesse tells her, literally, it's just you and the crabs. So she is the first person on the beach. Okay. I will say my main complaint with this episode for the first hour or so was we need to quadruple our wells. Yeah. Wells is... I literally was standing in the living room by myself. Zoe was like baking muffins. And the first time I said Wells, I said, it's Wells. And I threw my hands up in excitement. (laughs) 
Honestly, they should have just let Wells host the season because he does play the role of what I would expect a host to offer. But um, also, but also, he just allows people to openly lie on the beach. As we'll see, yeah, <laughs> he questions it, but he's like, okay. He's like, yeah, if this is what you do. want to do, I'll go along with it. You but do uh, you. So we have Serena on the beach first. She is followed by Michael A, who looks real good and his real buff. Ever? He is, I mean, he is. I he, liked, he got I buff. liked me some Michael A before. He got buff. I really like that Michael A now. I he the beard is helpful. Mm-hmm. And he definitely like, like he was saying, he started doing like his own thing in terms of like taking care of himself, and I think that really worked yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. And then followed by Andrew S, who arrives on the beach, and then we have Genevieve. Oh gosh! See, see, I feel like we're gonna we're gonna battle once again on Genevieve. I like Genevieve. I don't. Also, didn't you say because we were texting during the episode? Didn't you refer to her as, let me scroll back, um, because you, <laughs> your description of this, I feel like this is classic. Um, what I texted you, I said, WTF is this. <laughs> and you said, C-level drama from two absolute nobodies, which we'll get to, and one only some only someone because she argued with Shanae. No, that, I wasn't talking about Genevieve. You weren't? I was talking about Romeo, Kira, and Jill. Oh, Jill? Yeah. I completely erased Jill from my radar. I was thinking about Genevieve. No, I was not talking about Genevieve. <laughs> well, I digress then. But that's how I took that. <laughs> no. Because Jill, the only reason I remember Jill is because she got into it with, she was the, she was the one that I thought was going to go on a one-on-one, a two-on-one with uh, Shanae until Clayton just got rid of her. My brain completely deleted Jill. I know it did, clearly. <laughs> I mean, I remember her face because she reminds me of the sister from Mad About You. <laughs> Guys, for those 90s kids. Um, but yeah, I don't remember anything of any importance with Jill. Like, I remember her face. That's it. But so you like, Je- I mean, Genevieve. I ain't got nothing wrong with her. No problem. But I just don't care about her. I mean, I, I don't find think... her utterly annoying. So I guess I do have a problem with her. <laughs> I don't think like I don't think she's a star, but I think she's mm-hmm. part, like not everyone on Paradise can be a star. Like you have to have people who carry a decent storyline through the show are yeah. always there that you recognize each week. I mean, I guess. I, I Is she going to carry it? I think it's too much weight on her shoulders. I don't think that she can carry a storyline. <laughs> well, no, that's why I don't like. I don't expect her to. Mm-hmm. I expect her to be there. Maybe be in, like she's obviously she's probably going to be invo- involved in some kind of weird mid-level love triangle, and then she'll probably leave alone, and she'll be back in a year or two. The things that she's already manifesting. When this girl, I mean, she's got eyes on Justin, for sure. Then has a weird, awkward conversation with him. And then suddenly she, it's like she manifests this stuff. 
with Shanae. She's just like, oh, I hope she doesn't show up. Hope she doesn't show up. Yeah, because that's like your only claim to fame is Shanae. Then Shanae does show up, and then she's like, I just feel like she's going to, I'm going to fall for somebody, and then she's going to try to ruin it. I feel like Shanae, honestly, I think Shanae was like, I don't care about any of y'all. <laughs> like, y'all are trying to make me care about you. That's kind of how I took in an interesting turn of events. I feel like Shanae rolled on that beach and was like, I don't care. Shanae, Shanae definitely took the Thomas approach. Yeah. Well, they're just going to show up to Paris and be like, all right, well, like, we didn't get along, but, like, I honestly don't care whether we get along or not. Yeah. I'll find friends on the beach, and then I'll find somebody, and I'll just move on. Or I'll just leave here, and no one will really care. Yeah. and But I think that Shanae has a little bit of – um, or I think Thomas had a little bit of a leg up because he was, I feel like, a bit um, – unduly accused of being something that he wasn't. I think he oh, was like... Well, where Shanae was very, very fairly accused yes. of what she was. Shanae was a terrible person. Thomas just got put into this box and painted as the guy who wanted to be the next Bachelor. And he's like, who among you has not wanted to be the next Bachelor? Y'all are just pinning this to me. Okay, I'll go down in flames. Then dude shows up on the island and they try to do it again. <laughs> like, Shanae was exactly who she was. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> so I think the girl just showed up this time and is just like, I don't care about y'all. But if you made me mad, yeah, I'll take your dude. <laughs> and then we followed up by Johnny. And then, of course, Teddy is here. That rap that Johnny did. <laughs> that was funny. It was so <laughs> random. Didn't come from anywhere. No explanation. Didn't discuss it afterwards. But he rapped and we moved on. And then now we have Teddy. And Teddy and Andrew, smitten kittens. They sure are. Have they talked before? Did they say they talked? I don't, I think they might have like DM'd a little, but I don't think they like Mm -hmm. had met up. Yeah. I have some thoughts about this season. I'll wait, but I have some thoughts about that. Especially when we get to one particular set of people. I have some thoughts. <laughs> okay. And I I think they're very cute. Uh-huh. I think they're just going to... I don't think... Either, I like Andrew a lot. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're going to be a big part of the season. I don't either. I really like Andrew. So I, I want him to be a bigger part of the season than what I'm... I just don't see him if him and Teddy stay together in the yeah. I mean it's only we're right off the gate. So like obviously they're a lot so can very brand new. Yeah. But if he and Teddy stay the course, I just see them being background players. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because Teddy doesn't maybe it's because Teddy isn't like loud, you know, yeah. or very like very front and center, very quiet, and that's okay. But I think that Andrew is popular enough that he could really be somebody to shine um, if given the opportunity. And I think he will, if they stay together, his role will be boys with the boys who are struggling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If yeah. they stay together. but And if not, then maybe... He's he's obviously popular, so maybe mm-hmm. he'll get into some things if he and Teddy don't stay together. 
But if him and Teddy do stay together, then I just think he'll just be around all the guys. He'll he'll just be there for the boys who are struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Michael A or Justin or whatever. Do you think Michael A is going to struggle? I think he's just going to be very popular. He's not going to know what to do with it. Yeah, I can see that. I um, can see that. Next, unfortunately, Casey from Michelle's season is here. Uh, unfortunately. I don't care about him. I don't really need to. You told him, him old ass Casey. <laughs> well, because he is somehow older than Michael A, but looks like he could be Jesse's uncle. <laughs> and I just don't get it. Okay, also, can I just say Michael A is 38, yes. right? And they keep acting like that's a senior citizen. For Bachelor, it kind of is. That's annoying. That is so annoying. I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm just like, what? Like, he's, I, I, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand this mentality. I think that, like, the, 20s and 30s or 20s and 30s, once somebody gets 40, then I'm like, okay, maybe. But, like, Michael is not 40 yet. The closest girl to him is six years younger than him. That's insane. Lace, the Lace is the oldest girl on the beach at 32. That is ridiculous. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, Speaking of girls on the beach, next is Haley. She is 26. I've never seen her before in my life. Okay. Haley's the one who said something about Lace when she arrived and was like, girl, um, 60. I'm all about Bachelor alumni, but six years? Like, no, you've had your time. I was like, who are you? (laughs) At least I recognize Lace. I, I swear, I, I was listening to the Bachelor Party podcast today for the almost the entirety of the episode. They kept calling her Bailey because they weren't 100% sure of her name. Yeah. That's how little she I, was on. Like, I was like, I don't think that you have grounds to make that kind of statement, Haley. <laughs> right. No one knows who you are. All right, next, we have Brittany. She's the 25-year-old from Matt season who was accused of being an escort. As pretty She's as so always. Pretty. As pretty as always. Then we are uh, introduced to Jill and Hunter, and then Sierra comes down and she uh, throws back some shooters with Jesse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Sierra has a connection with an early favorite already. Yeah. Uh. She she was sad at first when everybody announced their crushes on Michael A. Yeah. But it looks like Sierra is like it looks like Michael A as uh he's reciprocated that crush. A little a little twelve year age gap never hurt nobody. It's twelve years. She's twenty six. <laughs> oh wow. I you, did you, not you say uh... you say thirty eight is not old and then I tell you twelve years and you like almost choke. I mean, I just didn't think about it. <laughs> but like you said, Lace is the oldest girl there, so I should have known. Good yeah. lord, though. Come on. I don't know. Well, I think that's part of the problem with, like, obviously Michael A. was cast for a season with an older bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Katie was 31 when her season started. Mm-hmm. And then, but, like, when you're bouncing around ages like that. It's gonna be difficult, or when you bring, mm-hmm. or when you bring back a Joe from last season, where it had been a while and he's a lot older. Like it's, 
there are going to be some like weirder moments. Mm-hmm. I love that Joe. Yeah. If they can figure out the chemistry that Joe and um, Serena P yeah. found mm-hmm. and they seem to be happily engaged, enjoying their lives. I really believe that those two are in it for the long haul. I think so too. I really do. But yeah, if, if Michael A can find that sort of thing, then I think whoever he whoever he lands in the beach, I think that it will just be a consistent throughout Paradise thing the same way that Joe and Serena yeah. were. The only hiccup was Kendall. And really, was Kendall ever a hiccup? Because it's the no, only it was Joe just more like awkward. Lined up. It was just more awkward yeah. than anything else. Yeah, yeah, next yeah. we have uh, Jacob, who told Gabby that if she was the only girl there, he would have left. And he shows up in a flesh-colored thong and a Tarzan leaf over his He's junk. He's too much for me. And as I tweeted out yesterday, Jacob's coming in here trying to be fun, like, if we don't remember who he is. I know who you are. Yeah. I know you're a terrible person. You don't have, like, you're, you, you, you making your margarita jokes and your Tarzan thong aren't gonna like make me forget but he did catch he did <laughs> catch like Shanae's i know eye. i know trash he did catch shanae's eye i think shanae could care less about him i don't know they seem to connect yeah no i don't think that was a connection okay. <laughs> i think they literally just made out and then i think that shanae is like okay i'm still looking yeah uh next to come down to the beach is justin who has a conversation with Genevieve first. And I would like to ask you a question. Did you know what a narwhal was? Yes. Me too. I, I'm just like, I was embarrassed for just I was like, dude, unicorn whale. When he was like a sea unicorn. <laughs> I was like, yeah, unicorn whale. Yes. I learned what a narwhal was um, from Elf in high school Fair. when Mr. Yeah. Narwhal is like, bye buddy. Hope you find your dad. Like that's literally, I was yeah. like, cool. All right. That's a narwhal. Yeah. And ever since then. So I don't know what, if I ever, if I ever create from scratch a professional sports team, they will be the narwhals. The narwhals. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah. So Genevieve has some eyes for Justin. And then she mentions that she's like, Shanae, I know Shanae's just going to mess it up. I'm like, why are you putting up these vibes in the universe? Shanae don't even care that you're here. And then Sinead, did you notice that Sinead is like, oh, I noticed that Genevieve and Justin are vibing. But then she makes a pivot and is like, basically, don't care. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, Next, we have uh, Lace. Lace is from Ben's season. And as we were discussing last night, she seems to be just as messy now as she was before. Yeah, um, Lace the problem, because this is the Lace that was on Ben's season. She was sloppy, she was drunk, and it was embarrassing. She was insecure, She and when her insecurities come out, she gets drunker, and it's just weird. And then when she got on the island, she, I can't, I think she's been on the island twice. Um, or no, yeah, maybe this is, this is her second time, I think. Um, the, when she got on the island the last time, 
she said she had done like a lot of self work. She needed to really evaluate herself and, you know, get better. And she realized how embarrassing she was and everything. She actually got together with this guy, Grant. Um, and they, I think it came if they had broken up before the final rose or it was after the after final rose. Um, but yeah, she left paradise with a boyfriend and then they broke up, but she seemed like a better version of herself. This lace that we saw last night, the angry one, the one who goes to bed early, then the one who complains. If Shanae climbs in your bed and is like, let's go have fun. Let's go hang out. If it's Shanae of all people right. who seems to be in a better light than you, girl, you're in trouble. Like, she's yeah, a she hot quit. mess. She quit way too early. She quit. Like, that was unnecessarily early. Yes. And then she's like, this is the most boring season ever. This <laughs> like I'm I'm the prettiest I've ever been. And I don't understand how these guys are not going after me. First of all, girl, tone it down. Right. Like, wow. And then you lie about it being your birthday. <laughs> Just did for you, attention. Did you see the flood of posts yesterday during the show of all the no. people? There was like I saw like four or five people from the show. Posts they're saying, saying that they learned yesterday that it had, was not in fact Lace's birthday. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think Romeo, Genevieve, Andrew, and I think like one more person posted like, "Oh, watching the show today is when I learned that it was not Lace's birthday." I mean, why would you question it if somebody tells you it's their birthday? <laughs> you're not going to be like, "Is it really?" <laughs> you know. So my favorite, my favorite, my favorite though is when uh when covid guy <laughs> decides <laughs> he's gonna hang out with her and then calls her loose I, now I, I think if you're if you're like me and you had captions on you know how he was calling he was saying he was saying like loose like lucy l-u-c-e but she was like loose <laughs> like Lucy Goosey, you think I'm loose? First of all, she's mad that he didn't remember her name was Lace. He was one letter off, girl. Second of all, she took it as an L O O S E. <laughs> right. And also, he didn't have any interest whatsoever in her. None. And if he did have a smidge of interest, it like poof, blew away like dust in the wind when this girl just went hard after him. Like she's like, okay. He's like, okay. I, I think I'm over it. I'm over it. Because <laughs> like when he said that when she said that she was interested in, he was the only one that she was interested in. His face was like, oh, do what do I owe the pleasure? Right. Like when okay when she said you're did you notice this when she said you're the only one that I'm interested in? He straight up looked at her, then looked behind him when she was talking to someone else. He was like, oh, who, him? Like, what? oh, shoot, it's just me. It's just me. I'm the only one. <laughs> <laughs> like, Logan was straight up like, I'm out. I cannot be the only one. Well, based on the preview, I don't think he's going to be the only, he's going to, he's interested for long. Oh, no, not at all. So, speaking of Logan, Logan's the next one on the beach. And then, ladies and gentlemen, the prize of the beach has arrived. 
Ernie, who's the prize of the beach? <laughs> Your boy Brandon. My boy Brandon. That's right, my dude. I was so excited to see him. The way he hopped down those steps and did a little dance. uh Uh-huh. And then he immediately (laughs) has a conversation with Serene, and they are kissing rather quickly. Okay. Okay. So now that we've brought this up, this is this is where I wanted to, to I wanted to dwell. So, like, you know, take a seat. Let's stay a while. Um these two, he made a beeline for Serene. Uh, Serene, super pretty, super sweet. Um, they did not, he did not talk to anyone else. He pulled her aside. She's She stopped breathing when she saw him come down the stairs. <laughs> uh, literally vocalized and said, I, I, I think I stopped breathing. Um, for him to pick her out of everyone, for her to only be hoping that he's there, then for them to sit on a couple of rocks and have like a five minute conversation and then be willing to make out with each other. And then for him to lie to us and say, I told myself I wasn't going to kiss somebody on the first day. These two, unless it, you believe in love at first sight, which I mean, I kind of do sometimes it depends. I think these two were already talking. They already DM'd each other. They've already built up a rapport. Do I think that they plotted that they were going to build up a, a whole like repertoire of Instagram followers? No. But I think that these two knew who to look for in paradise. They already talked. They already cultivated a bond. So then they sat down and they were like, let's just seal the deal and make out. So I saw some people talking on Instagram this morning. And they were saying... It's interesting, and not that we're against it, but it just seems like the rules of paradise have now changed. Um, Joe and his his disgruntled females got Brandon kicked out of paradise last year for knowing Piper, for them having this plan, for leading people on. The only difference is Brandon got there early enough, serene, first person on the beach, they said, hey, there you are. All right, let's do this. Made out. And now one might never know that they probably have a history of talking. What are your thoughts on this? Are we all just DMing each other now? It's not just like finding love fresh with new eyes. Like, well, I don't, I is- think that's long gone. So Joe and his disgruntled females were the, or, uh, from days of old? No. The, you pointed out the, da- the difference. The difference is no one lied. Okay. They, yeah. They didn't have a plan. They, Brennan and Piper is not a thing. It's not an issue. They're the most popular, adorable, biracial couple in Bachelor Nation history if they're both there day one. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we move on. But that... The, and the difference is, I don't think... Now, I genuinely believe this. I don't believe that either one of them would have it in their heart to lead someone on that long. Uh-huh. Because it was a while, yeah. That he that he led Natasha on. Yeah, it was at least three or four episodes. I don't think Brandon or Serene could do that. Definitely not Serene. Yeah, Serene I just seems right. too genuinely in her heart sweet to lead mm-hmm. another man on. And she was upfront from the beginning. Like Brandon was like, "Yeah, I'd be interested if Piper came," but he seemed interested mm-hmm. in Natasha. Serene was just like, "I am here, hoping Brandon shows up." 
Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you are one of the fan favorites from a recent season, and Piper was not Brandon, very obviously. Yeah. But I think it was a safe assumption. It, it was a safe assumption from everyone that these two would be here, and they would be mm-hmm. here early. And I think it was just unfortunately like their situation was just a luck of the draw. They just hope yeah. they just both happened to be here day one and not have to mm-hmm. fight for a rose from someone else. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I just think it's interesting because then we had we had Blake a year before getting yelled at by a bunch of people because he hooked up with everybody and their mom and stagecoach. And they're like, who has not talked? But you also, know? like, Blake, like, keep it in your pants. Like, that's on you, bro. Honestly, how are you going to sleep with one girl one night and then another girl the next night at the same festival right. from the same franchise that you were from? He still blows my mind. I I think really the difference is, like, I think that we cannot be naive enough to think that these people don't talk. Mm -hmm. That these people Mm -hmm. don't get constantly invited to the same events. Mm -hmm. The only reason I think that they probably haven't met before is because Serene has a real job that doesn't allow her to go out every month. Go out and travel once a week Mm -hmm. like she has a real job she has to be in a classroom so she can't be traveling to events all over the country yeah and like as you point that out like when she asked him what he does he's like a personal trainer so you know okay yeah a personal trainer makes their own schedule Mm -hmm. a personal trainer makes their schedule so he's able to go to events because of his job and she's just not that's probably why they haven't met yet Mm mm-hmm yeah, that makes a bit more sense. Um, and we do see the drama that can unfold and hijinks ensue when somebody does meet multiple women from the same franchise and then they show up on the island on the same day. As we will discuss with our now. Boy, Romeo. <laughs> Romeo, Romeo, where art thou, Romeo? <laughs> Romeo is on the beach and he is having a conversation with Jill. And it seems like at one point, Jill and Kira and Romeo were friends, and now they're this not. This is the most confusing triangle I think I've ever seen. Also, with three people I could care less about. <laughs> Here's how I, f- I feel like this is how I am reading the drama, and I want you to see if you think it's correct. Uh-huh. Jill has a inferiority complex. She thinks that Kira's smarter than her. Mm-hmm. is better off than her, is prettier than her, and will always get the man that Jill wants because they seem to have very similar tastes. And I think that's, right. I think that seems to be Jill's issue. And Kira seems to think that because of she thinks she's all those things better than Jill, that she should get the man that she wants over Jill. I think what you said just made sense. And if true fills in so many gaps that are left from this story, it is the vaguest, weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like Jill talking about how her and Romeo were friends in high school, but then she's also talking about how her no, and Kira not, not, were friends. No, they went, to, they went to Harvard together. Oh, they went to Harvard. Okay, okay. So it wasn't, I was thinking high school. Okay. So then it wasn't so long ago. Right. But so they went to Harvard together. 
Um, they were friends, but then they didn't date, but they also like each other. So I'm like, did y'all date, but not become exclusive? I, I don't think that Romeo likes Kira. I think, oh, no. I think they got drunk and made out, and he's into Jill, and Kira uh-huh. just for whatever reason is not allowing this to go away. Yeah. Like Kira's Kira's the only one making this drama. Jill that is uh, Jill like the and weirdest Romeo just thing. That's the weirdest thing. Like I said, I'm not joking. This is the weirdest thing I've ever watched and tried to understand and then then discovered I could care less about these three people that were having breakdowns that I felt were completely unnecessary. <laughs> and poor Romeo is just like, oh no. <laughs> Like, the fact that he had to later ask Kira to let him pursue Jill in peace. (laughs) That was my favorite line of the night. Like, if you were asking someone to allow you to to date and to just like someone in peace, (laughs) that is hilarious to me. Um, But I just don't... I don't understand also how Jill and Kira like the same man, men were they okay were they from the same season i think they were both i think they were both clayton okay i couldn't remember kira but that makes sense so well, i think she did it, i think she did the same spiel as she did on the entrance on clayton season uh-huh. she was the one who showed up in a doctor's coat and a bikini or yes. in lingerie and a and a doctor's uh-huh. coat yeah, she was trying to like take two of these and call me in the morning and it was her boobs. <laughs> no, I, th- I think she did basically the same spiel on Clayton's season mm-hmm. that she did to start Paradise, which seems to be her only spiel, which is like, hey, I'm a slutty doctor. And that was like the weirdest thing to me, too, is that she was like, I think in another life I would have been a porn star. And I'm like, okay, like you're okay. out the gate trying real hard. But like, I. This was something I learned while listening to Bachelor Party Pod this morning. Apparently, mm-hmm. she's not only a doctor, she's an attending physician at Penn. <laughs> Girl, you need to stop. Like, you need to stop what you were doing on TV. <laughs> if, I, if I had, like, a serious tumor and I went to a arguably top 15 hospital in America and that walked into my doctor's office, I'd be like, I don't know who the next best is, but it's got to be better than this. But it can't be this. It can't <laughs> like, be worse. For that reason, I'd straight up shark tanker. I'd be like, for this reason, I'm out. <laughs> She's an <laughs> attending not. physician at a top-notch teaching hospital in this country. Did you notice that as the night went on, <laughs> She looked <laughs> drunker and drunker and tireder and tireder. Like, I didn't understand how Kira comes down the stairs, sees Romeo, sits down, then takes Jill's drink. <laughs> I think it, I think that Kira thinks that she could just push Jill off. But then she's like, we're friends. That's not what you do to your friends. Like, literally, like I said, there were so many gaps in this story. 
I could not understand. I did not know how to decipher what was up and what was down, what's right, what's left. I just yeah. know that Romeo is stuck in the middle, super confused, and is just looking for some peace. Yeah. Well, it seems like at the moment, at least, uh, well, at least, I mean, obviously at the moment, because we have a another entrance at the very end of the episode. But mm-hmm. it seems that at the moment, Kira is our last arrival. Uh, they Jesse gathers everybody in the Palapa. He tells them, basically, that this is the only place where you actually find love on the show. I'm going to list a couple people that have kids. And then you're all going to go get drunk with Wells. Have fun. Yeah. And then we, we get this party started. And it's like obviously, like I said, threw my hands up in an exorbitant amount of excitement when I saw Wells. <laughs> and then we get our first date card for Andrew. And he obviously chooses Teddy. Yep, and the most boring, uh, the most boring expected choice. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean Teddy being boring. I mean the fact that it was just like, okay, like he's going to pick Teddy. I feel like the first date card is dinner. always the most obvious choice. Because it wasn't that, that's what happened with Joe and Serena. Yeah. Like Joe's just like, hey, you want to go on a date? And they go on a date and it's cute. And then they were cute for the rest of the season. They're so cute. Yeah, they're so cute. Yeah. Uh, so they, I don't really remember much about the state. I don't think they talked. I don't think they did it much. No. They I think didn't. they were. I think they were bouncing around a lot. Uh, we once again have a Justin and Genevieve conversation. Uh, they kind of hang out on the uh, on a daybed and just kind of talk, but I don't think there really was much. They started to, like, connect more uh, the next day. That's where I actually saw connection Mm -hmm. between them. That day, I'm just like, I don't know if he's into her. And then the next day, it made it clearer that he was into her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he said said he was interested. And they made out. But, like, as I'm watching, I'm just like, but are you? Right, like that's. I understand how she was questioning it. I, I, I understand I could see how, how she was, was feeling like, that way. Mm, like for real, I don't think so. And he's like, "Uh, actions speak louder than words," and she's like, "Uh, yeah, <laughs> your actions didn't show that you like." Me. <laughs> like and he's just like, "Oh, like something have confidence or whatever." But I'm like, Justin, you did not insinuate that you like y'all were just weird together. Like it didn't seem like there was like a vibe. But apparently, we'll see. Justin, people think that Justin's real cute, though. I mean, he's a good-looking dude. The beard works for him. It it, it does. It the, does. He's very cute. I mean, because he went like... Michael and Justin both went for the O. They like the stubble. They must like the beard. Mm-hmm. And for them, and it beards, I think beards, most of the time, I would say 90% of the time, they work. Some guys, it's just like it just doesn't work, you know. But like a beard, a real solid beard, yeah. And Michael A, he's rocking it. I cannot grow one at all. Really? But see, the thing is, though, is I think that you look fine without it. Like if you did suddenly grow it, I'd be like, what's happening? (laughs) Well, it's just like, I can't ever try. Like, I've had it grow. 
or not like I've, I've never like intentionally tried mm-hmm. but i've also like sometimes gone a little bit longer than i normally do without shaving and it just mm-hmm. always looks bad i'm like <laughs> i don't think that i have enough confidence i don't have enough self-confidence to get past the bads to like let it ride out yeah you know how yeah. like david letterman he was he was clean shaven and he just disappeared forever and came back with a giant beard yep I don't have that luxury of being able to just disappear. Disappear, and let it grow. <laughs> yeah. Right. Get past the awkward stage. I just don't have yeah. that luxury because yeah. I'm poor. <laughs> and therefore, I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just, I'm just going to always eternally look 23. And that's okay with me. Hey, there you go. It's not meant to be, but it's fine. But yeah, I have a friend that it's, yeah, like he just shouldn't. He just shouldn't grow on. Because it's like that. It grows like patchy. Call him and out. It's like not great. Call him out. Nope. Not Say his going name. To. Nope. Say his name. Do I know this person? Uh, I don't know. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll discuss that offline. Uh, so there seems to be like some, some minor coupling going on on the beach. It's kind of people start to like find... The person that's they're trying to find the mutual interest uh johnny and hunter are hanging out sierra and michael are hanging out brandon and serene we obviously saw them making out already and then we cut to the saddest member of paradise beach which is lace crying <laughs> on her bed and attempting to go to sleep at probably a fairly reasonable time for normal america but not a reasonable time for paradise because nobody wants to be out in the sun and you'd rather party at 10 than at two in the afternoon in Mexico in July. I just, yeah, I can't believe she went to bed. This is where she says, <laughs> this is the most boring season. I've, this is the most boring season I've ever seen in my life. I feel like I'm the prettiest I've ever been. How am I not being pursued? It blows my mind. First of all, you're not being pursued because no one has to. Right. Also, you're not being pursued because you're literally laying in your bed while everyone else is outside. Right. And also, like, bro, the only you person still hang you... out with people. Right. So then, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Shanae goes and pulls her out of her sadness. She convinces she convinces Wells to go along with her to say it's her birthday. They get her a birthday treat, and then we already discussed the Logan conversation. And Logan mm-hmm. could not have cared less about her. Yeah, Logan literally was like, "Somebody, can somebody come get me? Can somebody?" He basically was like, "Can like, mom, can you pick me up? Like, somebody just come get me from this this conversation. I need to ride home." <laughs> I also um, just don't. I continue to not understand why Logan is such a hot commodity. I I, I don't get it, but I also at this point. I like him right now, and I just don't want him to leave. Because <laughs> I feel like he makes it very obvious how he feels, and I, I do enjoy that. That's true. That's true. There isn't any hiding. But he just, just looks like a beach guy from, like, the, a 90s team, like, sitcom yeah. or something. I just... But okay. How does he look like something from my childhood, but he's younger than me? That's what I don't understand. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, uh, we have another conversation. Uh, we cut over to Sierra, Sierra and Michael. 
where Michael tries to play off the fact that he's dating someone 12 years younger by saying that she is an old soul. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think he is trying to, unlike Joe, who's just like, whatever, I'm here, hot 20-year-olds, let's do this. Michael's yeah. like trying to justify that he can find a 20 a 20-year-old wife. I don't think that I don't think Joe tried to justify it. I think that Joe we saw how uncomfortable Joe was. We saw how the dude wore socks with his sandals. We saw how awkwardly okay, sweaty right. he got talking to Serena. True. And I think that that's why he was like, listen, I'm not here to do this thing. Like, you know, this whole sleeping around, this getting drunk every night, whatever. You know, he's like, I'm here to, like, I'm going to connect with somebody. I'm going to connect. If I'm not, send me home. Yeah. <laughs> and I true. love the slight edge of grumpiness that Joe has, like, where he's just like, I don't, like, I don't need these shenanigans. Whereas Michael A, he's just a little softer about it. But I think he's also like, I look, he told Andrew we saw he was like youthful. How he described youthful. That was my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> Andrew was like, you've got to stop saying words like that. <laughs> and he's like, but it is. It's youthful. So I don't know if he's trying to justify it. I think he's just trying to survive. I think he's like, the ladies like me. I'm happy to be here finding love. Um, I've just got to balance this weird stuff out and just see if it can work, you know? And then so he, I think that's him being open. I don't think he's trying to justify it. Like, that's just my perspective. That's fair. I think that's fair. And then he gave one of the sweetest things I've ever heard on an episode of the show. And Michael has done this about 18 times. So I'm, mm-hmm. this is not going to be the last time he says something deep and meaningful he says i can handle the tasks and the energy i think it's the thing the hard part honestly is creating memories and having no one to share them with yeah that That got me that like broke me for a second he's like oh yeah that's rough that got me and then he says he's he's really there to find love like he's he's not there to mess around and so yeah. He says Sierra is beautiful. She has a presence to her that's like intoxicating and contagious. We're just comfortable next to each other. It's almost like we've known each other for years. And then we continue into the Jill and Romeo drama. Jill and Romeo are talking on a daybed. Basically, what it comes down to is that they like each other. They want to pursue each other, but Kira keeps getting in the way. And they start kissing and as if they said her name three times, Kira appears to interrupt the makeout by just staring at them. That's what I don't understand. Like, what is she doing? I don't understand. I don't. Why is she like Candyman? Like just popping up like that. <laughs> and then she's like, Joe's like literally like, okay, there she is. There she is. Romeo, what, what's our play? What are we gonna do, Romeo? What are we gonna do? And Ro- Romeo was just like, I'm just gonna. Romeo would have just taken a plant, a red eye off of that island. But then if Romeo could have snapped his fingers and disappeared, I think he would have been like, "You deal with it too. I'm out." <laughs> and I think, like, I think the issue for Romeo is like he wants to be with Jill, mm-hmm. but he is like clearly so anti-confrontation. That yeah. he just wants, he wanted Kira to so desperately decide on her own to leave them alone. 
and she's just not going to for whatever reason. She shows up like a horror movie. <laughs> like, I've never seen anybody creepier on an island before. Like, how she just shows up. And also the balls you have to have to see two people making out and just being like, I'm just going to go over there. I'm just going to just going to be like, hey, guys. And then the light of the episode, like you said, I don't want our friendship between me and you to be inter- to interfere with what I'm pursuing with Jill. If you could let me pursue Jill in peace, that would be great. <laughs> and then when she's like, "If that's what you want, I'll let you, I'll let you do that for now. If that's what you want for now." And I feel like I'm like, "Girl, there wasn't a for now in that." Like Romeo literally was like, "Just leave me alone. Please leave me alone." <laughs> oh boy. And then Kira and Jill yell at each other on the beach. They both feel like they disres- the other one disrespected them. Uh, Jill has a small right to feel disrespected. Kira, I don't know where she came from because everyone had been, for the most part, respectful to her. They just don't. Yeah. Want, they just don't want you, you to be a part of their relationship. What I think is weird is that she was like, "Why do you keep getting up whenever I come around?" It's like, Kira, it's because she's trying to get to know a guy to date him. No one likes their friend just showing up and sitting down, like, not, not knowing how to read a freaking room. Like, what are you doing? Did you think that you were just going to sit on that, like, day bed with them while they, like, after they got done making out? Clearly, they want to keep talking. Oh. Yeah. And then, uh, as they're arguing, Brandon walks up with a plate of tacos and says, I have tacos. What's going on? <laughs> that was the best. That was the absolute best. Light of the night. But it was, uh, it was just, it was all very confusing. Uh, the next morning. Also when she accused her of slut shaming her. <laughs> no, I, I was like, I don't understand. I don't, what, who slut shamed you? How? Why? Is this something that has happened in off camera, like in real life? Is, is your friend Jill just telling you to stop like with the hoedown, throwdown? Like what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I, what? I don't want her here, but I also don't want her to leave. It was like the weirdest hodgepodge of words and sentences ever. <laughs> she like just kept flying, like throwing out things. Why she's mad at Jill? Why this? Why that? And Jill, meanwhile, is like, "I'm. This is crazy. I feel crazy." Then she proceeds to laugh, but then she's really crying. I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned and very confused by Jill's expression of emotions. It was a lot. And that's kind of how we end the evening and we get to the next day. And none other than Victoria F. is arriving at the beach. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to forget about the White Lives Matter. (laughs) The, the mean, MAGA, but like, like, like we're, I'm just going to be honest here for a second. Fifth worst, like, if you rank the scandals since her scandal, fifth worst? Maybe. I mean, but they didn't even talk about Eric in blackface. And he's like, you know, he had another scandal 
with the girl with the text messages, but then they didn't even address that. So I feel like they're just very much like, let's just maybe like, let's not talk about the race thing anymore. We had Matt James this season. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, they're just like, yeah, I mean, like, but I'm just, just I'm just trying to think of all the scandals since Hersey. Like, mm-hmm. like in the big scheme of recent scandals, that's not even that is it's not that high even. I mean, what's a little racism tossed on as a cherry on top, you know? <laughs> I'm just speaking comparatively. <laughs> I do think that Victoria I think Victoria F walked so these other scandals could run. <laughs> <laughs> because there is so much going else on going on in that season yeah. besides her scandals. <laughs> like she's she like, I set y'all up. Like, the world hated on me for a bit, but y'all can just fly free with your with but all your scandals. Really, if you think about it, we didn't even hate on her that long because we quickly no. moved to Barb and then COVID. Mm-hmm. So really, mm-hmm. she got out pretty scot-free. She did. She had some heat on her throughout the season. But yeah. then, yeah, Barb kind of took it. And then Maddie and Peter and Hannah Ann... That just, yeah, Victoria kind of disappeared from that. And then COVID. Yeah. And now, Kel- and then she dated Farmer Chris for a bit, and that was weird. And then Kelly and Peter are back together. Yeah, is that official? Yeah. I could care less, but I still ask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that was night one of Paradise. And as Twitter, as the show and Twitter reminded everyone... We are doing Mondays and Tuesdays for the foreseeable future. So when they we... said that, I literally was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I forgot it was Monday and Tuesday. We will do our best to cover four hours in an hour and a half. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. It can be done. It can I, be hope, done. I hope they give us a ton of drama. I really do. I don't think. I don't think. I don't see how they can't. I just feel like there's so many people in Paradise and there's so much going on so much of the mm-hmm. time that they just have. Like, there's just always something happening. There seems like there seems like an aggressive amount of tears. Who is that that looks like they pass out at the bar? Somebody's always like, I feel like they use the same clip of the overhead ambulance sirens. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that ambulance is from, from like five years ago. They just keep showing it. But I was like, who passes out at the bar? Who is that? Better not be Michael A. We'll find out at some point. It's probably Kira. Kira or Lace. It was a dude. It was a dude. Oh, okay. Well, then, I mean, if you were to tell me who's going to pass out, I would probably guess one of those two based on how how they behaved the first episode, but I guess we'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Twitter, Right Reasons Pod on Twitter, podcasting for the right reasons on Instagram. We will be back every week bare medical emergencies from now on uh ernie anything before we get out of here oh boy you know no i forgot to check my rose league stats though uh i got first place did you really yeah time out let me load this bad boy up real quick and see what i got um yeah guys don't forget we have a rose league team ready and available for you to join yes Ooh, it looks like your girl got fourth place okay so not bad fourth place out of 17 so that's not but bad. you got first 
Uh, mm -hmm. We will talk to you then. Bye, everybody.